Good morning, Grace Hills. Oh, man. Hey, I love that song. It's kind of going to be a little bit about what we're going to be preaching about today is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I mean, you know, that gives us some confidence in our future when we can look back on God's faithfulness and know who he is and know that he's going to be good and that he's going to be faithful and that he's going to continue to work in the future. Amen. Hey, uh, let me also tell you just a couple quick things that we are excited about. This week um, is uh, Zach. If y'all remember last week, we kind of announced our new family pastor. He's kind of in the back this week, kind of observing. And then next week, we're going to share with you a little bit about our vision of where we're kind of going in some of those ministries and really excited about what the God is doing. We'll encourage you to sometime, if you get a chance still to go talk to him, let him know um, that you're excited that he's here. And um, But here's what I want to tell you. Just as a church, I'm excited. Genuinely about where God's taking us. Um, there's sometimes where you get in um, at a at a kind of a level where you see God putting things into place, and that God is kind of working, and that He's putting kind of bricks and a foundation into place. And as I look at our church, I can see that God is doing some of those things, and I'm excited about where He's taking us. And I know that God is doing something great with Grace Hills. Amen. Let's try that again. God's doing something good with Grace Hills. Amen. I'm going to make y'all amen me today. Y'all just wait for it. It's going to happen. I'm not even going to ask for it at some point, and you're just going to amen, and I'm not even going to know what to do. Uh, yeah, there we go. Hey, man, I believe God's doing some good stuff. I want to begin this morning by asking you a question. How many of you have walked through some challenges and some battles in your life? There's been some moments where there's some things that you look back in your life and you go, I don't know how in the world that I made it through that section. And there's, I don't care who you are, right? There are some battles that we face in our life and there's some challenges that we walk through. It doesn't matter how spiritual you are. Sometimes there's this idea from some Christians, if you're spiritual, you're gonna go from mountaintop to mountaintop and you're not gonna face any battles. But we know that's not quite true when you read the word of God. When you see that Jesus faced battles, you see Peter face battles, you see Paul face battles, there's challenges challenges that you're going to face in your life. And what's good about Christianity is it doesn't say that we're not going to have any battles, but it does say that we have the God of the universe on our side in those battles. And that's what we kind of have some confidence in. But it's not, you're going to face them. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't even matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter if you got several million dollars in the bank and you are just rocking and rolling the CEO of a company and you got everything going. You're going to face some battles. You're going to have some times and some moments and some things that go on. If you learn anything from watching documentaries, um, if you watch a documentary about maybe some really successful people, maybe some really rich people, what you realize is they face battles just like anybody else. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter if you've run the world. It doesn't matter if you've conquered everything that you feel like there is to conquer. There's still going to be battles that you got to face in your life. We all face battles, but at the same time, like I said, when we walk through those battles as Christians, we know that we have the God of the universe on our side who's walking through those battles with us, that's accompanying us through those. And I'll say this, I, I look back at my life of so many of the battles that I faced, and I can look back, and I may have not seen it in the moment. How I many of you know sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, and I didn't see everything that God was doing. But in hindsight, when I look back at some of those battles, I can say, wow, God, you were good. 
God, you are faithful. And I can look at some of those things and say, even though people messed up, even though people did me wrong, even though situations were bad and things were going on, God, I can see that your hand was guiding me through it, that you were protecting me, that even in those moments of despair when I was hurting and I was broken and maybe I was in my bed at night, my mind was running 500 miles an hour, that God, you were still there. That even in the middle of that storm, God, that you were still able to bring me peace and comfort and joy, even when the world would say, how in the world would you have that? And I look back and I can see some of those moments when God was faithful. And what I want to talk about today is what we should do after we come out of a battle where God carries us through. What we should do after we come out of a battle where God carries us through. And here's the reason why. is because what we do after our battles can shape the future of our faith. Let me say that again. What we do after our battles can shape the future of our faith. Because see, what we do a lot of times is we think about what we do in a battle. We think about if we face a battle, how are we going to conquer it in the moment? But what I want to talk about today is how we come out of them. Because how we come out of our battles so many times determines how we enter the next one. I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, years ago, there was this person, a really wise person, and they were talking to me about seasons of life. And they said, and they were telling me, they said, make sure that you walk out of a season well, because how you walk out of one season is how you walk into the next season. And so they said, if you want to enter the next season of your life in a good way, make sure that you're ending the last season well. And it may not be that everything's perfect, but that in your heart and in your mind that you are walking out of it well, so that way you can walk into this new season in a good way. And I think it's the same way with our battles. I want to talk to you about how we can exit the battles of our life in a way that it builds future faith in our lives. And I love a story in the Bible. We're kind of going to camp out in this story today. I want to share it with you. And what it does is it illustrates how we can walk out of our battles with a faith that shapes our future. How do we walk out of a battle with a faith that shapes our future? I want to share it with you this morning. If you got a Bible with you, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 7. 1 Samuel chapter 7. And, and this chapter... It talks about the Israelites who were in this giant battle and they were facing the Philistines. If you remember the story of David and Goliath, right? Goliath was a Philistine. It was kind of a common enemy that the Israelites faced off against on a regular occasion. And so they were in the middle of this, this battle with the Philistines and they were in this moment where they were outnumbered and they were outgunned. How many of you have felt like you've been in some battles where you were outnumbered and you were outgunned? I love what it says in verse seven is it talks about and it says they were deeply frightened, which I think is a great line because now you know there's some moments where you kind of like you're a little worried about something and then there's some other moments where you are deeply frightened. And I love it that they're in this moment where they are deeply frightened. They're in this battle where they're outnumbered, they're outgunned. They don't know how they're gonna make it. But in verse three and four, you kind of begin to see how they begin to repent and they come to God and they surrender to God and they say, God, we're gonna follow you. And they begin to surrender render themselves to God. And then I love what happens. God shows up on their behalf and fights the battle for them in a battle that they should have never won, that the world would say, how in the world are they supposed to win that one? That God shows up on their behalf and wins that battle for them. But what I love in this story, what I want to show you today is what they did after the battle. 
what they did after battle. And that's kind of where we'll pick up. We're going to read verse 12 today. And after they won the battle, they were kind of all standing around. And the leader of the Israelites at this time, this, this prophet Samuel, he does something amazing. And here's what it says in 1 Samuel 7, 12. It says, Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshanah. And he named it Ebenezer. Everybody say Ebenezer. Remember that word? We're going to use that a lot today. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Now, what I love in this story is this, is they just got through this really difficult battle, but where God showed up, God worked on their behalf. And their response to that was that they, they got this giant stone and they turned it up and they said, this stone is a remembrance, a way to remember what God has done in our life. And they, they named it the stone of help because it was the stone of where God had showed up on their behalf. And they said this, they said, we don't know what God's gonna do in the future. We don't know everything that's going to happen. We don't know everything that we're going to face, but what we can say with confidence is that up to this point that God has been on our side, that up to this point that God has been faithful. And I even think about generations of Israelites, right? That as they walk by this stone and future generations and they see this stone, how maybe it built faith in them as they said, that was the stone of where God moved on our behalf. And here's what I want to do today is I want to share with you today is this a couple things. And number one is this, is that we need to have a habit of building Ebenezer's in our lives. We need to have a habit of building Ebenezer's in our life. If you want to be a person who comes out of a battle with faith for what lies ahead, you need to be a person who builds reminders of God's faithfulness in your life. And, and here's the reason why, because building of God's um, reminders of God's faithfulness, it does a couple things in your life. Here's one thing that it does, is it gives credit to where credit is due. I think a lot of times it's easy to come out of a battle and forget who won you the battle, right? When you're, when you're in it, it's tough, you pray into God, but then you come out and you all of a sudden start feeling like, oh man, I really did a great job in that battle. And I don't know if you've ever been there. I mean, Casey and I, when we first got married, I told y'all a few weeks ago that um, I had this weird thing where I wouldn't take allergy medicine at all. And um, it was a weird thing. And then so she finally got to me and she said, hey, you're, you're suffering. You need to stink and take some, some allergy medicine, you weirdo. And, uh, and so I finally started taking this medicine. But it was this funny thing where I would, uh, I'd be like, well, no, I'll just drink some water. It'll be fine. I'll, I'll, like, I'll man up through it. And she's like, no, take it. So I'd take it. And then about two days later, I'd start feeling good. And I'd say, See, I told you I didn't need any medicine. Like, I'm fine. And she'd be like, no, you needed the medicine. That's why, you were, that's why you're fine now is because you took the stinking medicine. And here's what I think about is I think so many times that's kind of how we walk through the battles in our lives. Is we're in this thing and, and God works on our behalf, but then we forget on the backside. No, it's because God worked on our behalf. And, and we come to these moments, and here's what I want to say is building reminders of God's faith. I'm not saying you got to go out in your yard and turn up a stone and be all weird about it. Like, let's not be weird. But here's the thing is I would say this. I would say you need to thoughtfully make connections in your life to places where God moved on your behalf. Make memories of what God has done for you. Write it down in a journal. Do something. Because I mean, you know, God does show up. And when he shows up, it changes. And not only this, not only does it give credit where credit is due, but I think that one of the most important things that doing this does is it builds a reminder of God's, when we build that reminder of God's faithfulness, it builds our faith for the future. 
I think about it because you think about the Israelites, right? These little stones that were turned up where God had showed up on their behalf. Can you imagine walking through those things and seeing those stones and how much faith that would build for you the future when you would say, God moved there and God moved there and God moved there. And I know that he's also gonna move for me in the future. Because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. When we sing that song, same God, what is that all about? It's about remembering how good God is. It's remembering God's faithfulness. Remembering that even when I didn't know how I was going to make it through, that God made me through it. Right? And when we remember those, how when we say he's the same God who moved then, he is the same God who will move now, how it builds faith for our future. I'll tell you how powerful that can be. I remember years ago, um, Casey was walking through um, just kind of some stuff that where, where she was kind of walking through a battle where she was trying to think through like, God, had you forgotten about me? God, do you remember me? God, are you in this? And, uh, and we'd go for these long walks. We love to go for walks. And so we went in our neighborhood and we went for this um, walk around the neighborhood. And we were going in, and then, you know, I've learned as a husband, you do a lot of listening, right? Um, And I was just listening, and I was listening to her talk about, man, like, God, what are you doing? Like, are are you here? And she was just kind of venting all these things out. And then I love what happened, is I saw this thing changing, and she, she taught me something amazing that day. She flipped, and then she went from this moment to, like, remembering all the things that God has done in her life. And she started saying, but you know, it feels like he's forgotten. It feels like he's done this. But you know, I remember that God did this. And I remember that God did that. And she started listing off all these things. And I was like, man, like talk about a woman of faith. Like she's just listing off all these things. And what I loved is we got to the end of that conversation and we were ready to go face the battle because we had had seen every, remembered all these things that God had done for us in the past. And it gave us confidence for what God is going to do in the future. And I want to tell you, I think sometimes we get weary in the battle. I don't know about you. I get weary in the battle. There's some things that I'll walk through. And I'd say this is we need those moments that we can look back and say, I remember, God, who you are. God, I remember what you've done. And even though I don't feel it right now, God, I remember what you are. See, it's vital that we build those reminders in my life. And because here's the thing, you're gonna face a battle one day. You may not be in one right now, maybe you are. And if you are, I'd say, start to look back and remember God's faithfulness. But you may not be in one right now, but it's building those reminders as we walk through the out of the battles that will give us the confidence in the next battle. The Bible tells us over and over, what does it say? It says, remember God's faithfulness. When you read the Bible over and over and over, when people are walking through, it says, remember what God did. Remember how God did this. And the reason why is because it does something inside of us. It's not just a confession that we do to make God happy. God's not some egotistic maniac who just needs us the whole time to tell him about how great he is. But he says, when you do that, it does something inside of you. It changes you. Build your faith. When you're weary in those moments, you can look back. It does something inside of you. Number one is this. We need to build a habit of building Ebenezer's in our life. But here's the second thing I would say with you too is this. Is we need to make sure we are building the right Ebenezer's in our life. Make sure we're building the right ones in our life. Here's an interesting part of that story, right? Where the, the, the Israelites were in this battle 
But what's crazy about it is exactly 20 years before the Israelites were in a battle in that same exact spot and they got slaughtered. Like they, I think it was something like 50,000, it's in chapters three or four, somewhere in there. And I think they lost like 50,000 people because they didn't have their faith in God. They didn't trust in God. They weren't following God. And so all of a sudden they lost that battle. God didn't show up on their behalf because they were out on their own thinking they could do this whole thing on their own. And what's interesting is that 20 years before they were in that same exact battle. But here's what's interesting is they didn't build a reminder of their failure They didn't build a reminder of all the things that they had messed up. They didn't build a reminder of all the things where their comrades had let them down. They didn't do that. They built a reminder 20 years later when God showed up on their behalf. And here's why that's important. Is I think that so many of us dwell on our failures. We dwell on our hurts. We dwell on what people have let us down. Right? We dwell more on those things than we do on God's faithfulness. And then we wonder why we move forward while we don't have much faith. Well, it's where's our focus? Where's our focus? What kind of Ebenezers have we built on our life? Are we looking at all the ways that people have done us wrong and all the things that have happened and how people have hurt us? Are we dwelling on God's faithfulness and what he's done and how even in spite of what people have done to us, that God was still good and that God was still faithful and that even though maybe everything in that situation didn't turn out like I would have wanted it, that God still walked with me through it and that God was still faithful and that he was still good. If we're going to be people of faith in the future, we have to have our focus on the right things in our past. Sometimes we have this idea of where we say, hey, let's just look at everything in the future. Don't even look at the past. But I'm going to tell you, it's the things in our past and God's faithfulness that he's moved that will give us confidence for the future. And so make sure, but in the past, that we are focusing on the right things. If our failures, if our mistakes or other people are the focus of our past, then our faith will always be deficient. But it's when we remember God's faithfulness is good. I think about it. What are you dwelling on? Think about Peter, right? In the Bible, if you don't know the story, Peter was at this moment where he was in a boat and there's a storms going on and Jesus shows up walking on the water and he asks Jesus, you know, can I walk out on the water? He says, yeah. And so he has this focus on Jesus. His faith is in Jesus and he starts walking out on the water and he's, he's walking on water with Jesus. But then what happens if you know the story, he begins to look at the storms and begins to look at his circumstances, takes his eyes off of Jesus and he begins to sink in the water. Why? Because his faith was gone. Why was his faith gone? Because his focus shifted away from Jesus, away from who God is, onto all the circumstances around him. Let me ask you this. And I think this is a genuine question that if you don't hear anything else, this is the most important thing today is what kind of Ebenezers are you building in your life? What kind of Ebenezers are you building in your life? And I think it's so important that we think through, what are we building in our life? And I say this not from a place that I got this all figured out. I'm gonna tell you, this is probably one of the areas that I struggle with the most. One of the things that I challenge with the most, I am a pro at beating myself up. I don't know if anybody else is like that. Man, I can beat myself up like nobody's business. And I can look back on my past and say, why did I do that? Why was I this way? How did I fail there? Man, I can't do this. And I'll tell you this, the most discouraged that I ever get in my life is when I am looking in my past at me. But when I begin to look back at my past on who God is, that's when I have confidence for the future. That's when I'm okay moving forward. 
I'll tell you, I want to say this. If I could tell you anything to build your faith, I would say this. Be intentional. Build reminders of God's faithfulness in your life. I've been thinking about that here. So we came here to Grace Hills, uh, you know, a couple months ago is when we started. And I'll tell you, God did some amazing things that, yeah, I won't rehearse the whole story because a lot of you already know our story. If not, you can come talk to us about it. But it was very clear that, like, God wanted us to be here. Like, when we look at it, it's like, God, like, it was, you know, there's sometimes where you have those moments where it's like, okay, God, I can kind of see what you're doing. And there's other moments when it's like, okay, well, if I don't do this, like, I'm way outside of God's will because it's obvious, like, what you want me to do. Right, And so that's kind of how it was for us. It was very clear that God brought us here. Very clear what God wanted to do with us here. And so very excited about that. And I'll tell you what I'm doing right now is we haven't like really faced any giant battles here. Uh, I'm sure we're, but I know we're going to face some. Anytime God's doing something really great and anytime God's moving in a way, how many of you know the enemy wants to attack? The enemy wants to do some things. And so I know there's gonna be some battles that we're gonna face. I know there's gonna be some discouragement. I know there's gonna be some things that we're gonna do. And here's what I'm doing right now is me and Casey, we sit down and we talk about all the time about remembering what God has done for us here. When we're, we're setting down and we're thinking, okay, let's never forget the, the clear things that God did to bring us here. Let's not forget that those things, what God moved and how he did these things to bring us here. And here's the reason why. is because when we're in the heat of the battle, it's those things that God did to get us here that I'm going to say, hey, this isn't me. This is God bringing me here. It's fine. Like, I, I know the battle's tough. I know there's some challenges, but I know that God's faithful and I can look back and see what he's done and how he's moved. And it doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to face me off in the back because I know I got the God of the universe on my side. When we look back and we build those reminders, and we, I would say it this way. This is kind of lame, but I would say this. Get some Ebenezer's in your arsenal. Get them built up because you're gonna have some battles in your life. There's gonna be some things that you're gonna face and you need to have those things that you can look back and remember and say, God, I know what my emotions are telling me right now. I know what my feelings are telling me right now. I know what the world is telling me right now, but I also know who you are and who you are is greater than the world. Who you are is greater than the devil. Who you are is greater than anything that comes against me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And it's when we have that reminders of who he is that it gives us confidence in the future. Make sure you're building the right Ebenezer's, the right ones of who God is in your life. And then the last thing I would tell you is this, number three, is that we need to revisit the Ebenezer's in our lives. It's one thing to build them, but it's a whole other thing when we say, hey, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna remember what God has done. And I want to say this. I I don't have this in my notes, but I think this is just, I think some people need to hear this today. God's faithfulness doesn't mean that everything always turns out just the way that we want it to. Sometimes we get this version of Christianity where, where it's me tell God what I want him to do, and then he goes and does it. And if he doesn't do what I want him to do, then he's not faithful. That's not God. God is smart, God is wise, God is greater than us. And sometimes some things don't turn out like we want us to, I'll be honest. But I guarantee you that it's not because God is not good. It's not because he's not faithful. And I think, I think what I would say is, I think in time, as we walk through these things and we can look back, maybe some of those situations that we can look back on and say, God, maybe that thing didn't turn out, but you were still with me. Your faithfulness may not be that the situation turned out exactly like I wanted it to, But maybe your faithfulness is that even when that situation didn't turn out exactly like I wanted it to, that you walked it through with me. 
and you were still faithful. And that even somehow in the middle of that storm that I still had peace and I still had joy. Maybe that's God's faithfulness. Maybe sometimes in the words of Garth Brooks, maybe thank God for some unanswered prayers, right? (laughs) Oh, man. But I look back and I would say this, is remember that even in some of those challenges that God is faithful. Build those and remember those. And I think how many times do we actually take the time to go back and remember those faithfulness. And I'd say, it sounds, sounds cheesy, but I'd say take time to do it. While you're driving, maybe try to remember sometimes the faithfulness of God. If you've got a family, maybe get together, have a, little, have a little get-together sometimes where you just rehearse what God has done. It's powerful. You want to lead your kids right? Man, lead your kids up in a way of where you're reminding them constantly of who God is and how God is faithful. And I'll tell you what, you'll have some faith-filled kids ready to go take the world for Jesus. That's powerful. That's powerful. The Bible, like I said earlier, constantly tells us, remember. Remember who God is. Remember his faithfulness. And it's because when we remember God's faithfulness, it does something inside of us. I want to read a chapter of the Bible to you. Um, It's Psalm 77. How many of you know the the Psalms sometimes get a little emotional? You get in there and you can see some people's real opinions um, and some real thoughts, and they get a little challenging. I want to read this to you, Psalm 77. And this is written from a guy who's walking through a storm in his life. And we'll kind of begin here. Psalm 77, 1, it says this. He says, I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. I want to say this. How many of y'all have been in some battles in your life where you come to a place where you just like, you just yell at God because it's God, are you there? Are you even listening? I remember when I was growing up, we had this really long driveway and it was like, it was, it was creepy. It was this long wooded driveway. And I don't know why, but I remember when I would get into some of the battles of my life, I remember walking that driveway up and down and just praying. And I remember there was a time in our family where we were walking through just, it was, it was rough. And I remember it was cold. I got a blanket on and I just started walking up and down that driveway and I was just yelling at God. And I was just yelling, just asking God, like, you gonna fix this? Like, what are you doing? You ever been in that place? I love here that the Bible's true. It doesn't just go kind of just one of those things that, hey, everything's fine. But no, like I'm shouting to you, God, because it doesn't sound like you're listening. Then he goes on, verse two, he says, when I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord all night long, I prayed, with hands lifted towards heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God, and I love this, he says, and I just moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help, saying, I don't even know what to say, I just moan, because God, I need you. I don't even know the words to say. You ever get to that point where you just get to the side, I don't even, I don't even know how to say it. It's just, it just, God, I just need you. And he goes on, verse four, he says, you don't let me sleep. I am too distressed to even pray. I think the, of the good old days that are long since ended when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I searched my soul and pondered the difference. Now saying, I remember how everything was and now it's in a pretty rough spot and I can't even sleep because all I do is think about how my situation now isn't what I wanted it to be. Verse seven, I think this is great. He starts to get into the real questions, the real questions. He says, has the Lord rejected me forever? You ever shout that at God? God, you just rejected me? Will will he never again be kind to me? Verse eight, is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Do you ever question that? 
Verse 9, has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? Man, you want to talk about real, some real emotions. That tells it. Verse 10, he says, and I said, this is my fate. Just kind of given up. This is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I love what happens in verse 11. He says this, but then I recall all the things that you have done. He says, but then I recall the things you have done. Oh, Lord, I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. And then he begins to remember them. He says, they are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Oh, God, your ways are holy. Is there anything in God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your power among the nations by your strong arm. You redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And then he goes back to a specific time. He says, when the Red Sea saw you, oh, God, its waters looked and trembled. He said, nature essentially quaked at you. He says, the sea quaked to its very depths. Verse 17, the clouds poured down rain. The thunders rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea. Your pathways through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. And he says in verse 20, he ends out and he says, you led your flock, your people along the roads like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherd. Here's what I love, this whole chapter, right? We just go through this whole chapter and you know what happens? I love in verse 11 when everything shifts, when he says, but I recalled who you were. I recalled what you've done. I recall your faithfulness. And here would be my thought to you today is this, is when you are in the depths of despair, when you're in a moment like this where you don't know what to do but moan and shout and say, God, have you forgotten me? My challenge to you would be this. Go to verse 11 and just begin to remember who God is and remember his faithfulness. See, I wonder how many times we get so focused on the battle that we're in that we forget to remember God's faithfulness. How many times do we just get so consumed by the circumstances that are around and what's going on around us that we forget to turn and say, "Mm, I know what's going on, but I also know who you are. That would be my challenge to you. I don't know what battle you're in, but I know you're probably in one. (laughs) And here's what I would say to you is my challenge would be two things. Number one is this, remember God's faithfulness. Remember his faithfulness. And as you do, here's what number two is. It'll give you the confidence to surrender to him. Let me read you one more verse today. First Peter 5, 7, one of my favorite passages in the whole entire Bible. And here's what it says. It says, give all your worries and cares to God. And here's the reason why. For he cares about you. When you remember how God cares about you, how he walks with you, how he's for you, how he's on your side, you get to this place where you can say, God, I know you care about me. I don't understand it all. I don't get it all. I don't know why this is happening, but God, I'm going to give it to you because I know that you care about me. And I know you're greater, you're smarter, you're wiser, you're better, and you're good. And God, I give it to you, and I surrender in that. And I can tell you this, there's a peace in your life that comes that nobody else can explain when you say, God, I don't know, but you do, and I give it to you. The weight I'm carrying, God, I give it to you. I surrender it to you. I want to pray for you today. And I'll say this, maybe you're walking through a battle. Maybe you've been in it for a long time. 
I want to pray for God to work on your behalf today. Bow your head. Close your eyes for me for one second. I just want to pray for you. Mm. God, we know this morning that you are faithful. God, as we look back at our past, we can see places that you've been good, places that you've been faithful. And I know that right now we may be in the middle of a battle and it's hard sometimes in the middle of that storm to have faith, to to remember everything you've done. But God, today we look back and we say, God, we know that you've been faithful. We know that what you've done, we know who you are. We know that you haven't changed. We know that you're the same God. We know that you are good. We know that you are faithful. And God, we're gonna walk into our future with confidence. We don't know how everything's gonna shake out. We don't know what's gonna happen. But God, we know that you're gonna be with us and for us. God, we trust you today. God, we put our hope in you. And we, we say today that we're gonna bring these things these worries, these fears, these, these challenges, these, these things that we've walked through, God, we, we bring them today and we open our hands and we say, God, I can't hold on to this anymore because I know that I do not know how to conquer this. But God, I know that you do. That hurt, that fear, that anxiety, that thing that's, that, that keeps you up at night, that thing that, that's always in the back of your mind, that storm, that battle, God, we bring them to you today. We lay them at your feet and we say, God, we give our cares to you because you care for us. And we trust you. We trust you because we know that you are good and we know that you are faithful. Ah, we thank you for that this morning. We surrender to you. God, I pray for everybody that's walking through a challenge here today that you will give them peace in the middle of the storm. You'll give them joy that people will come to them and say, how in the world, with what you're walking through, how can you still have peace and joy? Because you, their lives will be marked completely by you. We thank you for that this morning. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, amen.